Welcome back, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW, that's Licensed Clinical Social Worker, here to take your question or comment. I'd like to thank Jay Root and Harv Nissen for allowing me to be able to do it from my house instead of being in the studio. It makes it so much easier to also be a human and a father as well. Thank you all. The number to call in with your question or comment is 718-683-5858. Looking forward to taking your question or comment that you might have. We are now starting, as we all know, we have the summertime, the summer season that is coming up, and there's a lot that's happening. There is family going on, bedtime, getting everyone in there, studying, getting ready for camps, thinking about Yom Tavim. And what we're finding is that there is a huge amount of almost confusion that starts going on. How do you deal with it? Are you allowed to be say yes? Are you supposed to say no? We've got so many friends, other, other points that this one is staying out so late and that one isn't. Then we have the question that happens even within the parents. This parent says, I do this tool. That parent says, I do that tool. Everyone's busy talking about what they do, and it starts causing us to have a lot of self-doubt. One thing I'd like everyone to walk away with the concept is, and that is, whatever we do, find peace in it, because there is a mahalach that does, that, that does it that way. And the concept is something about just being peaceful within yourself. If you do a system, any system, there will be strengths, there will be weaknesses. And that's what we want to know. For us to be peaceful, for us to be calm, for us to be strong, for us to be at ease, that when we're doing this system, it will work out 80 85%, and 15% it won't. That's okay. Just relax. We've gotten so many questions of children calling, I should say more teenagers calling in and saying, you know, I want to do something this way. My friends are doing things another way. And what we want to have it as ease is relax. The whole concept about learning, growing, being who we are is part of it. It's just being relaxed. Just let the process unfold. If we will just allow things to happen, Merit Hashem, we'll notice that 85% will get there. And the 15%, it's okay. And that's what the letting go happens. Just let go. So many changes are happening now. The difference in weather and the school and in the therapy field, I was supervising two students, and like the college just finished, and they had a meeting of supervisors and of the professor, and they were already saying two weeks ago that there was like two weeks left, and everyone's already itching to just get out. Let's recognize these are adults. It's normal if our children have the same thing. It's normal we can just allow them to be children without being upset or disappointed or saying they, we should expect more of them. Let's just relax and let everyone be everyone, and we will be able to raise the bar. The number to call in with your question or comment is 718-683-5858, Harav Nissen, let us go to Mrs. H. H., you're on with Mordecai yes. and Harav Nissen. Hi, thank you. I want to comment on a caller that called two weeks ago about a 16-year-old boy that wanted to know what's so bad about text messages. Sure. Okay, my friend got a text message that was really not appropriate, and it was the wrong number. It's bad for anyone, but if this happens to a teenager, it can really be dangerous. So that's what I have to say about it. Thank you. Exactly. And, and by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I think we've mentioned many different points why it's not correct. 
And I think you've even mentioned a simple one. This is like I think I've even overlooked the simple one. Someone, even by mistake, can just send a wrong text to a wrong person, and it can be something inappropriate. I just wonder if it was by mistake, as we've said, and sometimes it's not by such a mistake that these things happen. What would you say? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Would you say it was by mistake, or would you say it was intentional? Um, it could be that it wasn't by mistake, but I'm not sure. You can never know today's days. Right. So you would say that by mistake someone got a hold of your number. What are the chances? And that's, that's the concern, that mistakes also happen. But many times it's not by such a mistake. It's just phishing. It can be either way. I mean, both are bad. Yeah. Yeah. And great. Yeah. Speak. Um, and I told you that I'm really nervous to talk on the line. This is my second time. Yes. I don't know if you understood me clearly. Something we weren't on the same page. But it's my third time calling in. You told me that I can call back again. I complimented you about the book. I thanked you about the book. Thank you. I don't know if you understand. We weren't on the same page. Um, I was very nervous before I called. I wanted to put down the phone, but I decided to push myself anyways because it's good, even though I'm nervous. So I do have another compliment. I don't like to read. I'm not a big reader. And your book is magnetic. I just love it. It's amazing, amazing. Thank you. I would say we're on the same page on that one. <laughs> right. And now I have a question, the first time in history. Okay, let's hear a question. So, before I go to a Simcha, any social gatherings, I become so nervous because I suffer from sinus and dizziness a lot. So I get so nervous, it's so much harder when I'm between people. So I want to know what to do. Well, first let's understand it. How does sinus and dizziness affect you among people? Well, I understand the question. I want you to explain it more. By having a sinus issue, how does that affect you being among people? Because even at home I can be nervous with my dizziness. It's, it's scary sometimes. But to go between people, I'm scared I'm going to fall. This time something's going to happen, and I have panic attacks in public more than at home. So it makes it more scary. You know, you don't want to act crazy. You know, when people panic, you want to be able to cover up. People shouldn't, you know, tell. Yeah. So let's understand. If you can first explain to me the first part that you said, when you're in your house and you're dizzy, did you go to a medical doctor to check out why you're dizzy? There could be many reasons. There could be an inner ear. There could be a, there could be a depletion of certain vitamins that you're not having. Is there, you sound like a regular healthy young person. What is the reason that you should be feeling dizzy alone in your, in your house? It's it's sinus and anxiety. I, I went to doctors. Everything is fine about the Sam. Okay, then why are you feeling dizzy? I'm other words, one, one, one of the things I'm trying to get to is, is it anxiety? People feel yes, dizzy when is. they get it's, nervous. It's both. I would say it's 100% anxiety and 100% sinus. It's both. Great. Excellent. Now we understand. Now the next part of your question, or the original question is, when you're in a big crowd, why you get it a lot worse? That is called anxiety. And anxiety is like the masechta, and then you have many different prokim. There's something called social anxiety. 
That means when you're amongst bigger, bigger groups, you would feel it a lot more. So now, you're asking me, again, a very huge and deep, big question, which is how do you deal with anxiety in a huge, in a big crowd, in a big place? Whoops. All right, we seem to have lost you. But the response would be as follows. The response would be, how do you um, do months of work and explain it in about three minutes or less? But the simple concept for anxiety and how to deal with anxiety is to first start identifying why you're feeling anxious. What are the points? I am very, very much leaning to Mertesham doing that certain anxiety workshop. And just explain, like, what's going to be needed there. And let's see, in a workshop like that, it's going to be about the exercise homework that, and the homework that you're going to be doing. That means recognizing what conversation did you have that you're nervous about? Who did you speak to today? What do you need to accomplish today? The perfectionist. And you're going to be doing, um, you're going to be having workshops, worksheets, I should say, which you're going to be filling out almost journaling, but trying to identify. Anxiety is a word that does not exist out of the blue. Anxiety has a reason. It has a cause it has a certain way of thinking, and it has certain negative coping skills or beliefs that cause anxiety. As we change those thought patterns, as we identify the causes, as we start believing and feeling that we have choices, that we actually can change the way we are living our life, then the anxiety disappears. So anxiety is something that really we've got to work on and to deal with. Right. I want to know if I'm on because I got disconnected before, so I didn't hear you for a minute or two. Yes, you are on. Okay, I heard a little bit like it doesn't come from out of the blue. There's a core to it, but I didn't hear anything because I got cut off. And in order to heal the anxiety, it doesn't just go away. In order to heal it, you need to recognize there's a way of thinking. So if someone walks into the wall and they bump their head every time and they go, I got a headache, well, it's the way we're thinking. It's the way we're doing it. And anxiety, in order to deal with anxiety, we need to identify many of the points that are causing the system and the path that is happening. That's our goal. Right. And if you have it in your house alone, I would ask you, who did you just hang up the phone with that you got that anxiety? What is something that you need to do later that you're not being given a choice to that you must do it that is affecting you? Those are the questions that I would be asking you. And write it down every time you get that anxiety or that dizziness. Dizziness is just another way of saying something is bothering me. It's your subconscious saying you cannot ignore me anymore. You need to stop facing the issues. Right, my muscle tension, because I'm so nervous, that makes me, like, hyperventilate, and then I get even more dizzy. Classic anxiety, classic anxiety, classic. And just know that there is a mahaluch. Therapy helps it, and there are systems, and with siyata deshmai, you can get better. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm doing something. Beautiful. Excellent. Okay. I thank you for that. Thank you for calling and for the feedback about the book and about the comment about texting, that things do happen. Harav Nissen, is Ari still on the line? Yeah. Mrs. S., you're with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. First of all, I want to thank you for your book. I really enjoy it. And then ah, thank you. Based, on the, ac- based, based on, the a- on the accent, are you calling from England? I am. Okay. Thank you for staying up so late. Yeah, I suppose that's quite important. I teach 12-year-olds. 
and part of the zero lesson, they had to write, they each got a card, and they had to write a mala they see in themselves. And then we passed the card, and everyone wrote a mala on that girl. So each girl got her card back with a mala she wrote on herself, and from each, from everyone else. Beautiful. Now, I took it in, because I said afterwards I will also write something on the girl. Yes. Now, I took them in. They all managed fine. One girl gave in her card um, folded in half like as if a book. And yes. inside she wrote, uh, to be Hamila on herself, she wrote, very mean. Uh-huh. Now, I'm supposed to give that back tomorrow. I, don't, I never told them that I would look at their Nyla. Should I react, and how do I react? Okay, well, first, what do you think? What do you what I think? Well, when they expected, when you said you're going to write your mention, your thought on it, doesn't that mean that they know you're going to read it? Yeah, I suppose so, but she folded it in half, and everyone wrote on the outside, and... What she wrote about herself, very new, on the inside. Uh-huh. So, do you think it's your job to be reading the inside and the outside? Is it my job? Well, I did, and I do want to help her out. Exactly. So, the first question was, is it your job to do something? First, let's answer that question. Is it? Um, I suppose either me or someone else in the school. Okay. Excellent. Now, who else is there in the school besides for you? There's a headmistress that could deal with it. There's the okay. one who's got special ed that could deal with it. I suppose uh-huh. it would be the best if I'll deal with it because I actually read it, so why should I transmit it to someone else? Yeah. So let's be clear. Is a teacher's job just to teach information, or when you opened up a book, or I should say you opened up a door of emotions, you need to be prepared to get emotions? Yeah. Right. So what happened is you did an exercise, and I actually appreciate your question because many times people think, oh, therapy is so simple, it's so easy, you just ask someone what you're feeling, but what happens if someone really opens up with something heavy? Like you. Mm-hmm. you. You just meant to do an exercise to realize what your miles are, but what happens if you're going to get someone that has a negative self-view? What do you do with it? Mm-hmm. And that's why one of the rules are don't open if you're not sure that you can close it. Do I you think you will do this effort. exercise again? If you might get someone will say, I'm ugly or I'm a horrible person or Hashem hates me. Right. So what I'd like you to recognize is, first of all, you opened up a door expecting positive, but we also need to plan out what's the negative that can happen. Yeah. Now, let me give you a little guidance on how to, what to do with this girl. What my recommendation would be is to sort of first write down what mile what Milo do you see in this girl? Oh, she's very sweet. She would never fight. She wouldn't answer back. She's actually got a low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Great. Now imagine you can put that in there. I will. So she'll see that. Now, the next step is she opened up a door for you to know to show you what she feels about herself, which means she feels that she's being hurt or she's mean or she might be hurting someone. And this is a great time to connect to her one-on-one, to open up. And that's what I really believe is one of the most important jobs of a teacher and of a Rebbe, 
is that we've got the opportunity where we spend time with the kids several hours a day and we can see and recognize points that sometimes parents won't recognize. And you can do an exercise like this and find out what's inside. And you can ask her, why do you feel that you're so mean? You, she might have done something. She might have someone that's making her feel guilty. That Oh, if you don't help me out, then you're such a mean girl. Or if you don't give me your homework for me to copy off, you're mean. And you can work it out with her and discuss, not only are you not mean, but you're healthy. That's the right thing to do. Right. Does that make well, sense? she doesn't open up. Say that again? Well, she doesn't talk. If I ask oh, her, then you need to send it to a professional. Your job is to try opening up. Your job is to try to connect. But your main job is to be a teacher of, of let's say, Lumude Kodesh or Lumude Chol, whatever it is that you're teaching, and Hashkafa, and also emotions. But if someone is not ready to open up, either you can try two, three times. You don't just expect someone to open up right away, but you can try two, three times. If after two, three times she's still closed, um, then you can take it to the next step. Now, let me take a step back. Either way, I would contact your, your principal, as you said, the headmistress, and you will ask her, what is the policy? What do we have in school? Do we have someone that's equipped to deal with? Do we have somewhere to tell where to send this girl to? Many schools have got a therapist or someone on staff yeah, that, is, that is prepared for this. Okay, and then another thing. Wait, wait let's just review that. What are you taking out from this point? I feel I spoke a lot, but I just want to verify that you got it. Oh, basically I'll have a one-to-one talk with her and question her why she wrote it and what she's feeling about herself. If I could reassure her that she's normal and fine and talented, I will. If not, I'd have to pass it over. Yeah, but I would even suggest that you make this, this of trying to approach her not just once, give it three times. means it's normal to reject or to be a little tough to open up the first one or two times. Either way, you contact the principal to have her in the loop means you want to have your guidance. You want your support. Don't do it alone. You're not the first teacher to say, I have a girl that's closed, and this is is part of the principal's job, is to follow up. Good. What was the second question? A girl from a dysfunctional home wrote to the, like, put it in the popular girl in the class, um, she wrote Amila, and then she wrote, I wish I could be you. Okay, no, so a girl from a dysfunctional house, I want to understand it. Say that again. What did she say? To the most, I don't know, she was popular, the, the, the star of the class, she wrote, um, she wrote Amila, I can't remember what it was, and then she wrote, I wish I were you. Okay, this is the same thing. This is the no, same point. Should you I sit also down have with a one-to-one discussion? Should I just give a either one-to-one? But you can also start. Have you have you purchased my book? I have. Okay, so I would then recommend, and for those of you listening, it's the book Alive: A Ten-Step Guide to a Vibrant Life. But I would first of all start recognizing. Take the chapter one, which has got how to build the self-esteem. I've got over there about a hundred different positive strengths that people have. And I would recommend that you first start building up the whole class as an exercise, um, like make copies of the pages of the strengths of the different natures and talents, and have them, each girl should have at least 40, 
40 out of the 100 is generic that every, practically, I believe, every single human being should have. And if you would practice that every day, that they would be writing down their 40 positives and then have them actually verbalize that, you will start seeing a huge change in the self-esteem of either those that have issues or those that are even healthy, but just hearing it and knowing it. Now, there's another point in the book that we have over there is about appreciating in that chapter, especially the individuality of being who you are. Means we explain that if you really go through chapter one, it clarifies that we're all special, we're unique, and each of us has the strength that we need to be who we are. And it sounds like that you've opened up, and a lot of girls have opened up with their emotions, but you're not equipped. Now, how do you build it? So I would recommend chapter one should follow such a question of what are your milestones? And what are the other girls' miles? So you might even start the 40 miles, the 40 strengths that you have. You might first write down, they might start with the 20, let's say the 20 girls in the class, the 20 strengths of the girls that the girls see of them. This is what those see me, and then still add on. And you want every day when you come into class, again, it doesn't again, take more than three minutes. Say that again? I think I understand what you said now. What about 20? How many girls are in your class? 23. 23. So there are 23, yeah. gr- 23 positives plus their own that they wrote about themselves. Yeah. So now they've got 23, and that means you can add on another 17. You want them to have 40 strengths. And yeah. now when you start the class, tell them for two weeks we're going to try this exercise of just everyone's going to read it out loud, including you, the teacher. You might even ask the girls to write down a strength, um, have everyone write down a strength. No one has to write their name, but that they see in you. And just be aware, let's say five girls write about this girl, you're so nice. What you want to be able to do is, so that's counted as one. And you can write five girls saw me as so nice, but then they still need to come up with another five, with another four more. So then that girl would need to add on, would need to add on another four, which would be 21 positives. You want to get to 40 separate strengths that they have. And when people say that for two weeks, they start in the morning, okay, everyone, stand up, or just look at your paper and just read it. I am smart. I have a lot of friends. People trust me. People feel, I I feel comfortable with myself. I can speak to others. I know how to remain quiet. I have my own opinion. I'm able to listen to others' advice. I can compliment others. I am willing to be creative. I have a good imagination. I'm just going through these stuff. I get to school on time. I do my homework. I study. I put an effort in when I do something. Each of these are positives, and when they can say that every morning or whenever your period is that you discuss that, you will see huge changes in them. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. But what about the answer? What should I do with this girl? Um, define this your specific of your question. Sorry? Please give me a specific question. What do I do with this girl? Which part? Again, this girl from the dysfunctional home, should I just do this whole exercise in class and it will build her naturally? It will help build her. You're not a therapist and you don't know what's going on. You're not doing all that. Again, I would like you to understand the danger of when people start getting into areas and they don't have experience so you don't have someone guiding you. Right. Do you, you see what happened again? You are now given information, but what do I do with it? Yeah. 
Many times in therapy, I would see, I would do an evaluation at one session and say, I'm sorry, but this, we are not a good match or not a good pair, specifically for this reason. I see a lot more going on. I see I will not be able to open it and close it. Many times people tell me I can only afford one session, or someone says, I really can't come because this and this doesn't let me come. They let me come for one session. Then I will not tell them everything that I see, but what I would tell them is you really can use more help. Because why open up wounds that you can't close? Not why. It's not healthy to open up wounds that you can't close. What I would recommend, I would not recommend for you to do, again, an emotional workshop until you get some training. It means take courses. Sometimes people give a two-evening course, three-evening courses about emotions. Start taking courses and start feeling comfortable dealing when someone has an emotional difficulty instead of just going into it. Because you've got to be able to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Just to read you a message that someone just sent us a minute ago. My teacher did that positive thing with our whole class, and I have it now hanging in my room. Every time I walk by, it makes me smile. I'm all for this. Oh. Understand this is extremely positive, and it's great. However, you, the teacher, needs to lead it if you're ready for it. You need the confidence to be able to deal with difficulties. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I, while it's a great exercise, I would not recommend for you to do it right away unless you have someone guiding you. Maybe the school's got a therapist. Maybe the school's got a teacher that you can hook up to. All you need is a little shimmish, a little guidance. Yeah. But you still need the guidance. Thank you for calling course, in I all the way from England at this thank late hour. I appreciate it. Well. You're welcome. All right, we have Hi. over here a question that someone sent in, and just because of the severity of the question, I'm going to read it. Thank you for your amazing show. Do you have any tips for a family that never has a child that was diagnosed with cancer, Rahman al-Islam? There is no vacation for the father and mother. The parents are falling apart, even with all the help provided by friends, family, and our special organizations. Are there any tips for them to cope? And the answer is yes. And unfortunately, the answer is take self-care. If you don't take a vacation, you don't take a night off, you don't take care of yourself, unfortunately, you will not be able to help anyone. The number one rule is first, first take care of yourself, then take care of others. If you cannot watch yourself, the parents fall apart, the entire family falls apart, including the child that is unfortunately not well. They need to feel a support. They need to feel that it is that they have who to rely on and they have that inner strength. If we don't have that, if the child does not feel, the children do not feel, the parents are tired, falling apart, stressed, they will unfortunately yell, be depressed, they could have negative feelings, they could be tense around them, and not only is the situation tense, but unfortunately it will be much worse and it will make it much harder. So my real recommendation is speak to the family. You might not need to go on vacation for 10 days. You might not be able to do it, but just one night away is a possibility. Five hours away is a possibility. Going to the water is a possibility. Doing exercise many times to burn off the stress is a possibility. However, still needing to take time off, just like the human brain needs to sleep, the human body needs sleep, sleep is not a waste of time, Going through a prolonged difficulty will mean that we must take into account the ability to take a break. 
and to take a stop. If we can't, unfortunately, then it can harm us and harm everyone else in the family. We will not be helping them, unfortunately. We will be making it worse. We are now going to go to Mrs. R. Mrs. R., you're on the line with Mordechai. Nissim. Hello. Yes, um, I have a six-year-old daughter that complains literally throughout the day. Um, I don't like this supper. I don't. I don't have a room to play. I don't have names. Just I before I respond, I you finish. Just before we finish, can I clarify that we have like one or two policies over here? Not much. Just two policies. Okay. Number one, all questions have to be family appropriate, and number two, we take questions under the age children of above the age of eight, nine. Because when most of the time it's a parenting question, I just say just take a parenting course. It's skills based. So is this a parenting question? Definitely, a kid that fetches all the time is a parenting. Is this your oldest kid? Yes. Yes, this is a parenting question. It's a very simple tool. How do you get a kids to stop fetching? Uh huh. Yeah, that's simple. Sure. Okay. We've got beautiful feedback. I just finished doing a, just about tomorrow night. Metzchem will be the last parenting workshop, and the amount of positive feedbacks that just changed—it's—it's it's just that simple. Are you it's starting happy- again afterwards? Um, well, Metzchem will be doing it once a year. Yeah, uh-huh. but I'm just saying that it's a simple course, but a simple parenting workshop information. So just listen around, find out who does parenting workshops, and you will see such an easy change. So simple. It's nothing advanced at all. It's just skills-based. It's Merit Hashem, and, you know, most, most have seen the changes already after the first workshop. So after it's a four-day, four-evening workshop, and after the first one, just given the concept how to change your way of thinking and about leading and about how to just phrase the words, there are huge changes. So just be aware. It's simple parenting. That's all. And since it's that simple, sign up to any of them. There are such great workshops out there. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate My it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Just go go away with an easy feeling, knowing that it's simple, Merit to work out. Excellent. Thank We're going to go to Mrs. M. Mrs. M, you're on with Mordechai. Yes, hello. Yes, okay, how so are you first doing? of all, thank you for the awareness. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And, like, one thing that I really appreciate is that I had to go for therapy. And I used to think that uh, only people who are crazy and people who don't get along with anyone have to go. And I get along, so why do I have to go? And, like, when I started listening to your program, I thought, oh, normal people just have, like, small things. It's beneficial, and it's really helps a lot. So thank you for that. You're so welcome. I want you to know, and I make an effort and a point to mention to people that I myself go for therapy every right. single week. I hear that. For about 10 years, I used to go every other week, and now this past year, since about well, this past summer, it's now mm-hmm. every single week that I am going to therapy, and I take an hour and a half on me. Thanks. Okay, but now I don't have the benefits yet because I just started, but I guess it's going to come. Well, what did you find in the first session or two, let's say? What do you find? Do you find it getting it off? Do you find you're able to trust? Do you find you're getting... Uh, I'm finding that I was in denial. (laughs) Ah, so you're still breaking. Oh, by the way, that's major. That is major. I'm so scared what else is going to come out, where else I'm, like, I'm tight and where else I'm in, like, I'm scared to do things and whatever. Like, I find myself being a perfectionist. Well, let me just help you out with a little concept along those lines. Know that what? you always knew it. Let me just help you out a, a, a little shift to that. 
-hmm. When you're going to therapy and we're having you be aware and you're starting to recognize other places that you were paralyzed, what happens is you start feeling a little bit more open. Oh, so I could do do those things. I am talented. Mm -hmm. While you might be aware that you're trapped, when I try shifting it with a client, it's an awareness, so I could do that. And I do have that strength. Right, but in range is also like tough. I would love to stay in this place where now I can do what? You're already at the change stage. You're not at the change stage yet. You're you're right. So for me, for me, it's it's like in a way I like feeling this feeling that no, like I I don't like to, to to iron. I don't like to do things instead of feeling like oh, I'm scared. It has to be perfect, and that's why I'm not doing it. So let's take a second. Let's take a step back. If you're correct, let's challenge that thought. This is a little bit cognitive therapy. If it is correct that it's easier to just say, I don't like ironing and I'm lazy, instead of identifying I'm really a perfectionist and I'm pushing myself, then why did you start therapy? Oh, I had to start therapy. (laughs) Continue. Why? Because you weren't functioning anymore. Which means that our brain... I was functioning. No, I got the therapy because I was very codependent and in a difficult situation. I had to just... Great, but in different situations, doesn't matter how, the illness will play itself out. Means right, the yeah, brain yeah. will not allow I was, I was cornered, right. That's right. The Rabbi let's recognize and let's thank Hashem right now. The Rabbi does not let us stay stuck. He will not allow that. That is one of the main rules in this world. If we do not better ourselves... If we don't change, he will hit us in the face harder, stronger, and clearer. And the more we deny it, the longer therapy takes. The more we're flexible, the more we're willing to aware that it could be other issues too, then life changes. Then it changes for the better and it gets easier. You know, like, you're, you're hitting a few bad points by me. Like, I would love to argue and just say differently, like... Sure, yeah, please, just because of this free. person, that's why I have to open up. But it's fine. Like, I'm ready to do it by now. It's fine. Exactly. I'll well, get let's put it this way. You weren't ready to do it two years ago. Why? Because Hashem didn't hit you hard enough. Right. Exactly. That's a, Hashem is the most amazing teacher. I, I feel that when I speak that way, sometimes people tell me that I don't speak so but covered to go there by Nishleim. So for those that feel I don't talk with covered, please understand that this is with the most greatest humility that I, I am learning and practicing to let go even more of the by Nishleim is a hoyo hoyo He knows everything, knows everything, how to get everything there. And there are 7 billion people in this world and 7 billion people that are eventually every single second is keeping alive with a focus, with a concept, and knowing how to get us to grow and how to get us to move to the next level. So the Rebbein has done it to you that way. And okay. just continue the process. That's my only recommendation. Now, let's hear Okay, your I will. I will. I definitely will. Yeah, but I Thank understand you. what you mean, that you're opening up wounds and you have to close it back. It's very, it's difficult. Yes, okay, very so. difficult. And sometimes we go slow and easy. Don't rush it. We don't want the person to fall apart because now we're doing therapy and there might be 20 years of work to do to heal mm-hmm. or to identify, don't mention all 20 years, slowly, let the person Right, but you understand, when you have one session and you're going slowly, the week in between till your next session, you like, you're, you're opening your eyes for so many yeah. other things, so like, you are hip, you're very into it. That's right, and maybe at the beginning, sometimes, some clients, I allow them to take twice a week. Most clients only take once a week, but maybe you do need twice a week, be aware of that. I thought of it, but... Uh, 
too, Good. too much well, going on in your, my life. This is your free advice over here. Great. Let's hear your question. Now. Yeah, yeah. We thought of it. I discussed it with my therapist, but we decided Great. that it's better. I should be able to push it through myself. Okay, so my question is totally not regarding my therapy. Like, I didn't even touch it with my therapist yet, but I, I enjoy hearing your line. I'm, I'm closer to you with my therapist, you understand? Yes, there's... I'm with yes, you more. Thank you. So thank let you. me tell you like this. I were like a group of sisters, all married. Just be aware we, that your sisters might be listening. And yes, I have no problem. They're listening. It's too, it's, okay. it's also like we're also being cornered. We have to get to the more advice. Okay, so the question is like this. We're a group of sisters. We used to be like good sisters. We used to support each other. So I remember having sisters who didn't have friends. We used to be up till in the morning to discuss it. And we had such a respect and such a... Um, um, we felt for everyone, and we were very good sisters, a real good bunch. We used to laugh a lot and have a good time. The longer, by now, all of us are married, and every year longer, every simcha, every vachnacht, every shevabrachas, every issue. Like if, a ch- if one of my sisters has a child that, who has learning disabilities, one sister has a husband who's a little difficult, every single thing makes the family, like it's splitting us up. We're all having different opinions. We're fighting forever, and we're wondering why. Like we love each other, and we're all we're, and we used to respect each other. And now we're also like we're always thinking, yes, oh, she doesn't get along with her husband. Well, she never got along with mommy. Or we always yeah. have this negative attitude to our siblings, and we can't understand why. And it's like getting out of hand. By now, sure. it's, what? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Why is it? Ah. Well, let, let's, let, let's get two concepts over here. Let's use the term over here, codependence, and let's take it to a healthy level. Okay. There is something called interdependence. That is the term that they use for healthiness. Interdependence means I am solid on my own, and I want to connect to you as well. It means when I'm with you, I feel good, and when I'm on my own, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Independence or codependence is me on my own, I am not happy, but when I am with you, I feel happy. Or I am not that successful in my life, but when I can give you advice in your life, and now you're successful, now I'm happy. Which means, if you're all a group of, let's say you're five or six sisters, or ten sisters, kind of, or it doesn't matter the number, okay. but now everyone, you now need everyone to be successful in their life in order for you to be happy, now, listen to how the numbers change. When you're 7 years old and your sister is, 20, is 10 years old and the other one is 14 years old, the other one is 6 years old, what are the problems already? School, studying, friends, they didn't clean up their room. You've got, let's say, 7 problems. But as everyone gets older, which is normal, so far you said everything that every healthy family has. One, one, one doesn't have such a good shalom bias. One has a child that has an issue. This one will have an issue with your mother. This one will have an issue with their in-laws. This one will have an issue at work. The bigger it grows, now each of these entities, instead of having five issues, the older we get, we have much bigger family systems, and it grows. Now they could have 20 problems. So now if you've got 10 sisters, and before it used to be five problems, that was 50 issues, and the 10 girl sisters together can work out the 50 issues, or could work out 40 issues, okay, 10 issues. 
But now that there are 50 issues, and now there are 10 sisters, and there's now 500 issues, okay. and 10 sisters to work out 500 issues isn't working out, now we need to start controlling. Ooh, you've got to listen to me for this to be better, or we can't hang up the phone until we have a solution. And that's where codependence comes we in. We can't hang up. What do you mean? Like we can't. Like, we have to have it settled before we... That's right. Down. That's controlling. Welcome. You are the Rabbi Shleilam's boss. All controllers, and what you have said already is that most of your family, or many in your family, suffer from anxiety. How? How do you know? But why? Why is it? Oh, uh, I thought that was so clear. Anxiety is inner control. Inner control means that our subconscious feels that if it doesn't go exactly the way I want, then I am not safe, so now I am nervous. A person mm-hmm. that doesn't feel safe within themselves are worried about car crashes, are worried about the plane, are worried about ISIS, are worried about everything. Because okay, but I think worrying safe. for others is such a good thing. But why disrespect? Oh, of course it's a good thing to be concerned for others, right? Isn't that a Yisrael? Call Yisrael a Raven Zelazah. Everyone right. in Kal Yisrael is, is responsible for the other person. But right. does that mean that, I, that you now are going to sell your house because the other person doesn't have a house? Does that mean now that if that person's out of a job, you're going to quit your job so he should take your job? No, no there's a balance to how there is. There's a, 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 a concept of how much right. is tzedakah, how much you feel for the other person, how much is how much is already not healthy. Okay. Each of those we need to recognize are highly important. Now, when someone is codependent, it's I will give up my job that the other person can have a job. I will be up at night. I will give everything away. But the problem is that deep down in your subconscious, you expect others to do that to you. And when they don't do it for you, then you get upset. Right. That's why you have these people that are such nice people. They're helping everyone. But all of a sudden, they can get so angry because they gave so much, and now people aren't returning it. Right. And anxiety Why is it that a group of, like, a lot of sisters together all have codependence and all are upset at each other? Of course. Of course. And what the beauty is of what you're doing is as one person heals, there's a rippled effect. There's a positive that I thank her of Nissen for being, for letting me have this opportunity to come on air. And the ripple effect that I'm getting messages from people that they're changing families as they're breaking the codependence, as they're starting to create a little space for themselves, as we're allowing Do you other think sisters, codependence is a direct result from a childhood, or everyone has it? Everyone has got some part of it. There's a human, I shouldn't say everyone. Everyone's a big term. But most people have a natural instinct to feel for Yenem. We want mm-hmm. to teach children as they get older how to, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to feel for them to try to help them, and if you're not successful, then to be able to let go. Part of what we learn in being a therapist in the two years of supervision is when you're not much clear, how do you deal with a failure? You're trying to help the person, and their life is falling apart. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, those that even deal with addictions, like drug addictions and things like that, and some, some, I've spoken to several of my colleagues that, let's say, worked in those places, unfortunately, people die of overdose. Right. And we've got to learn how to let go. Those that work in clinics, sometimes when they are serious diagnosis and their bunchlam takes, you know, you couldn't heal the, you know, let's say physical illnesses, and there just isn't a refua. The therapist has to learn how to do their best. Anyone in the medical that we field. We all need to learn that we should let go, and if she has a problem with her husband, she'll go for a therapist and 
Whatever she'll notice do, she'll the, do notice what the tone she in your do. voice. I'm just going to repeat the tone in your voice. It means what? my sisters have to listen to the tone. I'm just going to repeat what you're saying with the tone. Listen to your tone, and we'll also teach us one of the secrets of therapy. You are speaking to me in one language and one tone the entire time, and all of a sudden I'm going to repeat the tone that changed. means we need to tell my sister, all the sisters, it's her. If she has her issue with her marriage, we need to let go, and she's got to go for therapy. Did you notice how your tone changed from a regular talking to? We're going to tell the sisters they got to let go. If she's got problems, she's got to go to a marriage counseling. What? What did <laughs> kind that of tone controlling? They bingo. There you go. You're <laughs> controlling that they have to let go. That means that means you're not allowing them to some still stay in control. Go ahead. The tone would be as follows: I realize that I can't control my sister. I realize that it's time for me to let go, and we can talk about her positive stuff. We can talk about her strengths. She's an adult. She'll figure it out. If you still want to talk about it, that's okay. Just when we talk about it, tell me, and I will hang up the phone then. So let's leave her to the end. Wow, and I'll be left out. Yeah, you will be left out of that conversation, yeah. There's a lot of Lush and Hara going but on. But by now, you, like, you wouldn't imagine, we only talk such stuff. We're all complaining, ah, oh, why are we so happy? Why can't we just sit and laugh? And we're Great. all now, in it. Now, let's, let's take one more step, one more step to what you're saying, and that in, in the book, there's a huge focus on, we focus on what we do want, not what we don't want, which means... There is a, I will share it with you. I got it from one or two different places, but just a theory to share with you is when people learn to drive, when you drive a car and if there's a pothole, it means there's a hole in the street, and if you want to miss it when you're driving, if you look at the pothole, it's guaranteed that your hand and eye coordination will get you to drive right over the pothole. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. Whatever you don't, wherever you're looking, that's what you're going to see, and that's where you're going to end up. What they teach you in the driver's ed is when there's a pothole, look to the side of the pothole. And if your eyes are going to be looking at the side, the tires will go right over the pothole and you won't fall into it. Right. If you're busy talking about, we have to stop talking about problems. We can't talk about the sister with the problems. We can't talk about mommy or tati. We can't complain about the eating disorders and about the, about the developmental disorders. And we can't talk about, the more you talk about what we shouldn't talk about, the more you're going to see that. When you start focusing on, let's talk about a good deed that I did today. Today, I took a little time for myself. Let's talk about the happiness. Someone told me a joke. Do you want to know the joke that they told me about? Today, I started thinking about it's coming the summertime, and I'm going to start exercising. And if the weather is beautiful, I'm going to start walking around the block. You have a good point. Yes. When thought, like a, I remember my sister tried doing it to me, yeah? Yeah. And she was, I, I gave her a huge pizak, like you're being very annoying. That's right. And that's right. And, and just, that just, is, that's what the point of this phone line is. And we're hitting thousands of people, thousands right. of people with our omniscience course, with what we have. Like ignore, you're ignoring com. problems. Everyone is talking about this. Why aren't you talking about it? Uh-huh. So now, like, now I'm going, now I'm, that up, and I want to change it. That's right. Right. And as you're going to go for therapy, you're going to realize that everyone that gets better and gets healthy, then they get the mission, we're going to get everyone to therapy. And then they start getting attacked, and then we start teaching the next part of therapy is to just let things go. We accept what we can change, accept what we can't. We have created the safe haven. Around us is manucha. Around us is peace. Around us is love. 
But you know what I realized? That sometimes you get, like, you go for therapy and you have manucha, but everyone around you doesn't like you. Ah, yes, that you, you've jumped already ahead of the game. Of course, you're and, not speaking and a different like, language. And, like, I'm scared to be that you, person. I want, I, I know, rather want to be exactly. unhealthy. And you're only at the beginning stages in therapy. Just to realize you're in a family system where this has been ingrained, I would say, from the way you're talking, at least two or three generations back. So give yourself a little bit of time to change the system. And as you turn healthy, as you'll start focusing on positives, you'll start noticing you'll also have more positive people hang around you. You'll start noticing a shift. You'll start noticing that half the family will be appreciating you and will start joining your new pattern. But half won't. Half will have issues with it. But slowly, right. gently, you're already jumping to the end. And therapy is about process. One of the important points that they teach us in social work school is it's not about the end result. It's about appreciating the process of today. It's about in order to get to session 10, we've got to go through session 1. We have to experience and master session 1. Then you experience and you master session 2. Then 3. If you're focusing on 10, you'll never get 1 or 2. Then you're going to need 30 because we weren't focusing on the here and now. And that's part of the process to focus on today, right. the moment. Live it. Feel it. Breathe it. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Thank you for the amazing awareness you've brought in your question. I really right. appreciate that. And continue the growth process and know that you are changing Deira Deiris. Okay, thank you. Yes, I hope I'm going to stop the ripple effect like I'm going to. Uh, uh, yeah, just give yourself six months more of therapy before you'll do that. I can't believe I'll need six months. <laughs> I'll I need much just more. did that on purpose. Just to chill you out, don't look at time. Just simple. For sure, I'll need more. Like, when, now I'm realizing what I'm not doing. Like, it's crazy. And I'm such Excellent. a normal person, so it's, even, it's, it's very scary, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sure. And we are going to Dove. Thank Dove you. Dove on with Mordechai and her of Nisim. Hello. Um, I, I heard you just talking about um, giving therapy time. Um, I've been seeing therapists for like 18 years in my 30s, and um, people tell, uh, some people tell me um, I'm doing better, I'm slowly getting better, doing healthier, but I don't see the change. I got in a myself. question to tell you: 18 years is a bit too much time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what 18 years means. When I took therapy, I took six months, a year. A serious thing could take two years. Someone wants inner growth, you can continue. But 18 years, it's, I don't even want to ask you on ear what's going on and what other stuff, but something isn't adding up. Mm. Yeah, you should, uh, 18 years is almost like a horror story. Um, do you have any um, um, a recommendation? I'll tell you, speak to Relief. Call up Relief or Echo. There they have volunteers or people that are working there that make referrals to therapists. They will get your history, and then they will see if it makes sense for that or go to a life and, and who they recommend. Uh, the question is, like, was medication utilized? What type of therapy were utilized? Was it licensed therapist? Did you go once a week? Did you go once every couple of months? 
did you have a therapist that pushed you? I just spoke to a top therapist, and he was telling me that he's very successful, but after four sessions, he finishes with people. And I told him, I consider myself a successful therapist. How in the world do you do that? And what we identified was he just works on the symptoms that once the pressure goes down, he tells them, basically, you're done. I told him, that's a disservice. That's not helping them. You won't need to go to the core. You need to heal. That You're not just doing symptoms and putting on band-aids all the time. You've got to continue the process. I don't know who you went to or what type of therapy that you did or what is the issue, but all I will tell you is that 18 years in therapy is a himmelgeschrei. I mean, it's like, you know, so many parts. Whatever your issue was 18 years ago, it's not your issue now. I can't imagine my issues 18 years ago and my issues now. Mm. So 18 years is a very long time. But being that I said all that, I am probably in therapy for 18 years. However, my 18 years is more inner growth, growing from success. So I look at it as coaching. I use my, inner, I use my therapy for many different levels and, and at times when I need it for bigger stuff. But 18 years, we need to find out what's going on. Okay? Um, you have numbers for these um, organizations? It's um, very simple to find that. They're located in every, in every yellow pages and every Jewish thing. They've got the relief and echo. An echo. I don't have them all on hand right now, but they're easy mm-hmm. to find. That you can just call up four one one and just you'll get them. Four one one. Infor- no, 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 not four one. You can get that. All right. Relief and echo. Do your little research. My little exercise mm-hmm. for you. Go to any okay. Jewish yellow pages, any Jewish directory, and you'll find relief and echo. You'll do it. That's okay. the little exercise for you. Okay. All right? Okay. Yeah. Hatzlacha. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to go to Mrs. W. W, you're on with Mordechai and her of Nisim. Hi, is that me? Yes, it is you. Thank you so much for your show. I'm actually very, very excited about your anxiety workshop that's coming up. Yeah, Mer Tisham. I haven't picked a date or time or any of that. I feel like I'm going to benefit from it very much. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Question. I know that I have anxiety. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, diagnosed anxiety. I I do have inner fears, and I see it in one of my kids. Um, uh, He's like uh, an 11-year-old, and he he would go down to play with the kids downstairs because he wouldn't trust them. Um, to, you know, he has to be there with them because he's, he doesn't... Yeah, I'll tell you what, can you just himself. repeat the question a second? I'd appreciate it. Just, just ask it again. I just want to stay focused and clear. So, have, one of my children also has fears, and one of their things are that they, let's say, go downstairs um, to play with little kids because she doesn't trust them to play themselves. Or, like, when he comes home from yeshiva, he has to do, like, a... Uh, um, a checkup on all the kids where they are. Yes. How old is your and kid? It bothers me. He's he's twelve, uh, almost thirteen. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to react. Like I, I feel I know. You won't where be able. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit blunt here, and that's part of it. That if you want someone to react, it's got to be your husband that that doesn't have the anxiety. 
got to be your husband that doesn't have... It means if we have a fear, an emotional fear, we cannot help another one if we still have that problem. Which means, imagine my hands are dirty, and I'm trying to wash someone else's hands. What will happen if I've got mud on my hands and I'm trying to clean the other one's hands? Right. That means that I can't really help them until uh, somebody else has to help them, either my husband That's right. or somebody else. Or your husband or someone that does it. not have anxiety. That's right. Right, right, Emotions right. means, with the, what, unfortunately, and for those listening, you know what's the greater abuse that I feel bad for people that have anxiety? When you've got parents that also suffer from anxiety, I'm all better. Now, we actually try, we believe the words, and I don't even use the word parent, but someone that suffers from anxiety, and they're busy telling them, don't be afraid, this trick works, that trick works. It doesn't, and it confuses the person. Why does it work for that person and not for me? And it really doesn't work for the other one. They just have to act stronger so they deny it. Right. Anxiety is something that if you're feeling it, it's as if you've got mud on you, and now you're trying to teach, help someone else with when you've got mud. It's only going to be worse. Emotional therapy, you've got to be clear in that area for it to help. And that's a large mm-hmm. part, and that's a large reason why I go for therapy that often. Many times I could be triggered in my personal And if I've got to help someone with that issue, mm-hmm. if I am not working on it, at least working on it and have it some level in place, I will not be able to work on that person, and I won't even be successful along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I'm very aware of it, and I know I'm doing the parenting course. Oh, you're I taking the parenting course? I must a major heads up on it. I am so excited about it. It's amazing. And now the more I'm learning about it, the more I realize how much it's about myself and not about my kids. That's so it. I'm, like, going deeper inside, and it's, it's, it's hitting me. Well, then wait till the final course tomorrow. We're going to be discussing overt and covert messages. I mean, the secret messages, when we say one thing but we mean another, and right, yeah. how many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in the last one. Now that we've gotten the but tools, like now what, that we've got... First, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Like the first uh, few days, I was so excited, and I was on a high, and it was going great. It's still going great. And then I had a few t- days of, like, a downer because I was feeling so, like, all these things about, you know, safety and value and all these things. I have to really look into myself, you know, what's going on in me. Yeah. And then it's, it's inner work. It's totally, it's, it's amazing. Right, I and that's the beauty. It. When we recognize that our parenting skills is all based on our inner strength, on our knowledge of doing things, I would say in the first workshop that I've gotten the most feedback, I still get feedback, I still get messages from people daily on how they're growing. The first thing that they said is when they're aware that I have the right to be the parent, my style, my nature, I am the leader, and the way I am leading is right and healthy, now they're just getting the skills how to do it. They would probably say that is the biggest step, especially the way we bring it out, the awareness and the clarity. So, yes. Thank you. But again, it's all about us. Most definitely, yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for that, and I appreciate it. We are going to go to Ms. You're on with Mordechai Anissim. Hello, is that me? Yes, it's you. Hi. Firstly, thank you so much for your show. I really enjoy it. Yep. Okay, also my question is like this. Um, I'm 18 years old. Yeah. 
about a year ago, uh, more than a year ago, I babysat by someone. Yeah. And just one thing, just want to make sure the question like, is appropriate for all our listeners, correct? We yeah, yeah. We eight and up. Yeah. Um, the baby was, she like almost choked. Yeah. Okay, so I called out Salah and everything, and she was fine. Afterwards, she was fine. Now, till today, it's for sure better than it used to be, but till today, I, every time someone calls, I remind myself from that, and I have a fear. I go make sure yeah. that the person is breathing and is fine. Yeah. Now, before I answer the little answer that I'm going to give, two questions. Anyone in your family has fears and suffers from anxiety? Um, Specifically, mother no, or father? Really. No. Other are there those that are afraid of medical stuff? Is everyone okay? Make sure you bundle up five times over. And if someone gets a cold, I say it's terrible. Now you have to really be taking care of your health. Um, we're not 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 to that extent. I mean, there's some. It doesn't have to be. Children will take their parents' of, anxiety uh, to the next level. Children, if we don't take care of our anxiety, generation one, generation two has it worse, generation three will have it already at six, seven years old. Yes, anxiety doubles itself with each generation that it's not taken care of. I don't know why, it's just something that I see all the time. Grandparents could manage, parents are already like, you know, hinkidig as they say in Yiddish, like already crippled a little, and then like um, shaky. And then the third generation sit at, at between 7 and 14, and all of a sudden they're paralyzed. They can't function. Uh-huh. All it takes is one little straw to break the camel's back. Okay. The so reason for that question is the modality in therapy, which means there's a system for trauma. I'm a very big believer. I'm, I'm, I'm trained in it, and I love that system. If it's a one-time trauma, you do a system called EMDR. That's fantastic. It was meant for trauma. If it's really several, if it's really generations or anxiety, and this was just the straw that broke the camel's back, then we already do different types of therapy. Uh-huh. So what I'd like you to recognize is what other fears or what were you concerned before this incident? Many times people tell me, what happened all of a sudden at 30 it happened? I said, no, you're an anxiety attack waiting to happen. It could have happened at 20, it could have happened at 30, it could have happened at 40, it could have happened at 15. And many times, you know, people will tell me, yeah, my sibling, my brother, my sister has it at 10 years old, and I didn't get it till 25. Why? And there are many different reasons for that. But just to be aware that if it's in the family worry and concern, it was just a matter of time. It just needed something to cause it to explode. Yeah, but it's very interesting because I, ha- I never had it before this. Like, I, after the story, then I felt like I got a little scared. Yep. Yep, exactly what I'm saying. You were an anxiety attack. Like I'll even get up, like if I'm in bed already at night and someone coughs, I'll just get up to make sure that they're fine. That's right. Yep. Yes, that is uh-huh. called anxiety, by the way. And if whoever doesn't have anxiety thinks you're nuts, whoever has anxiety says it makes so much sense. I get it. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Hello. It's that simple. Hello. Just know that you can Hello. heal yourself, Mertzashem. You don't have to live with it. And as you go for therapy, as you heal, you might not even be able to help others. Again, part of when I discuss with others at Mertzashem, we're going to be doing this anxiety workshop. It's going to be, even if you have family members that have it, understand the system, understand what it does. It's not going to heal anxiety. Even clients that come to me can take months and medication to heal. It's just going to be a workshop to start giving you the tools, the awareness, and, you know, 
sort of building your toolbox, but therapy needs to be one-on-one and many with someone trained, as well as many times medication, vitamins, and many other steps are needed. Sometimes it's not even anxiety. Sometimes it's, I should say, it's not only anxiety. Sometimes it's two other issues in there as well. But uh-huh. the awareness, the tools. Would it help if I say I'm, I'm, I won't go on purpose because they're fine? Sure, that's definitely a system that will help the behavior, but will you be able to go to sleep right away? You're going to be fighting it. Right. That's cognitive therapy, cognitive and behavioral therapy, telling yourself, I know it's my fear, it's my weakness, it's not real. Right. Mm-hmm. But does it really help you in the long term? It means it lowers the symptoms, it definitely makes changes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But does it heal it? That's where you need already a lot more. So what do you suggest? Therapy. Yep. That's called anxiety already. Had you called earlier, then we would have said maybe not. Like before you got the anxiety, but once it came, then you already need the tools. I hear. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Excellent. Thank you for being brave to call it in. Yeah. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. We're going to go to Mrs. R. Hi. Hello. Yes. Hi. Um, first, I want to I wanna, um, bring awareness to my friends that are riding in the same disabled boat like I am in. And second, I want to give you a great, great, great thanks for uh, one of, you know what I mean, uh, you know, awareness that one, one motto that actually helped me tremendously. Yes, please. Um, okay, so let me go to the first. Yes. Um, the first was that um, since I was diagnosed with MS, it basically... Yeah. It basically um, gave a lot of nourishment to the lazy bone that I had in my body, and I was like, I like subconsciously was like thinking, so nobody will expect anything from me. Nobody will, will say, well, whatever, big deal. So, so, so she's disabled, so she's not, you know, she doesn't have to do anything. And then, and then. Um, so those were the first few years, and I was like enjoying it, like you know my. My in-laws, my mother, were, were like really, really feeding me with golden hands, like because, okay, listen. And Hello. when it started coming, you know, in the last few years, How old are you? Um, I was diagnosed, and I was How diagnosed eight years ago. And the last few years, yeah, it's it, it like became, it became, it started agitating me so badly, like, Okay. You know what I mean? Beginning, it's it's like very very glorious. You know what I mean? You just get feed, you get you get you know people feed you like with 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 like you know what I mean with, with golden gloves, and it sounds so 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 glorious. But I had it especially when I go yontiv, I go to my parents or in laws, and that's when it hits me like a bomb because that's when I realize what I'm missing. Yeah. My like, for example, like when I when I come in, I sit down, and at home I, there there are like, I mean certain things that that um that would help me no. like, 
like I, I should be able to yes. move around my house. I have what? I have bars and I have um I have what? like a taller chairs to sit. But when I go to someone's house, to my in-laws or my mother's house, I basically I basically sit down in the wheelchair. And when I sit in the wheelchair, in the beginning it looked it was like very, very comfortable. But but now I became so agitated. Like I was like I wanted to jump out of my skin, like get away, stop it. And that was like and it was like let's say when I go to my mother in law's house. How what is it? How's it what happens? Everybody goes out to, you know what I mean, to pack over the table and to bring in new What's things you and, and, you know what I mean, the next course. Misty. And I basically sit um, with my father-in-law. And in the beginning, I, I just didn't, I don't know why, I just didn't, didn't, didn't care about it. But now I'm like, it makes me so nervous. And especially, I, 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 I get people's, like, faces. I basically get what they're thinking. And I know that people, when they come in, and everybody comes in, like, with their, with their so, carriage. So let's stop a second. So Close that you're giving us seven what? or eight different places where the same situation's coming in, which means you're diagnosed with an illness, and it's a pretty serious illness, and people are treating you like the diagnosis and not like a human. People are seeing your limitation and not you as a human, which is full of potential. Correct? Yeah. Exactly. And when you're around them and they are looking at you that way, you start reacting as if you were a diagnosis instead of a person. Yeah, so in the beginning, so their perception mind of you is affecting you, correct? Yeah. Now, so. I would like you to recognize that this is a major issue that almost all humans have. Everyone does. And I will share with you that when I got onto the radio and people were saying that I'm a big therapist or I'm a good therapist, you know who were the few people that didn't believe it and didn't accept it? Usually it was the family and friends, those that knew me of my past, those that had me labeled as a certain level. There's a concept that the Gemara brings down. It's called Ein Navi Be'irai. A Navi, right? A Navi Hashem. People travel all over the world to get to that Navi. But in his own city, he is not looked up like that, wow, that great Navi. It's just a Matthias. It's something that's in nature, in, in, in the Bria. But once you continue your path and you start going along and you continue using your strength, then not only do they come along, do they come aboard, they will even respect you more because they will know where you came from and how you overcame that. Yes, that's You've true. got now an option when you're at your parents' house or at your in-laws' house. Are you going to sit at that table in that wheelchair or at that chair and, and sit there at the table with your father-in-law? Or are you going to say, I might have to sit in a chair, but I could collect the dishes on this side and whoever's got all the, all the fish plates, you put it together and then they do that and then someone else will take it out. You can do things. Yes, now, that's Start right. thinking, what can I do? Start taking steps on start being a leader in your position with your limitations, and you will see how people start looking at you different. Do not allow yourself to get caught up into the view that they are looking at you. Yeah, and, and it's, like, very interesting the way I could notice people's expressions. Like, people are, like, I could see people looking at me. Of course, I'm smiling because, what, I, I should frown? So I, I sit by the table and I, f- I smile, 
And I could see people looking at me, oh, my gosh, she's so special. Like, even in her disability, she's smiling. And yes. that that was like, but when I get got home. I All right, answered. so we're repeating the same concept over and over, right? Right, right, right. They're I'm looking just, at I'm, you. I'm just, like, getting somewhere. Anyway, so I, when my, I came home, and, of course, when my son was sound asleep, that's when I burst into tears. And my husband was like, what, what's the problem? Well, I'm, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I'd like if we can please go to the point. All right? I'm okay. not going to treat you as a disabled person. I'm going to treat you as a healthy person. What is your question or comment? So I, my, my comment was that when I, my husband, I told my husband. husband no, 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 no. What's your comment to your husband? What is the purpose of your call? I know. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. I, I, so start with that, and then you'll continue the story. No, no, no. It's no story. It's that my husband was like, tell me, this should be a um, this is the first yantiv, uh, that I want to stay home. And I was like, stay home? Really? And I was like, and right at like that time when he told it to me, I heard you, like one of the, you know what I mean, the daily motivational quotes, and you were saying, um, doesn't matter how slow you go, as long as you don't stop. And I was Beautiful. thinking, you know, True, because if if I'm making the yant in my house, and it doesn't matter how slow it takes, if it's like four weeks and slowly but surely, I'm I am still able to do my the dishes, and I mean I'm saying the the you know what I mean the the the, the all the all the things that that uh, Babasta needs for uh, for a nice yant, and that's when I was like. Yeah, until now, I used to be Yantiv. I used to be, like, inside my heart. Excellent. So let's clarify. What you're doing is you're clarifying that what you've taken from the messages, when you're going into other people's and when you're trying to do fast, you get stuck into their world. But when you're going to do it on your own terms, on your own strength, that is when you get your, that is when you can start doing at your level and to do it at your speed, and it's healthy and it's safe to do that. Beautiful. Exactly. So I was like, "Thank you." It's like the first. It's the first yantiv because it's eight years since I was diagnosed, and th- these eight years, I was like always like I just couldn't help it. But in my heart, I felt like Hashem, have a good time, enjoy the yantiv, enjoy the yantiv with healthy people, the yantiv with healthy people. But I am not enjoying it. I'm not going to fake it. No, I hate it. I hate it with a passion. And like I was like always. Imagine, I wish I would, like, be able to sleep through the yantav. I just don't have koich anymore. And then I was, like, thinking, I, I couldn't, I didn't understand why you, you, you said that, that the reason, when you, the daily motivational, motivational quotes is, Uli Nishmat, your father, right? And I couldn't understand. It's, like, very, it's very sweet, it's very sharp, it's very clear and everything. But now I understood, because one thing is for sure, that Hashem will be so happy that, the first yantiv after eight years that he's going to see a smile on my face, and I'm wow. going to make the yantiv in my house. And like, uh, honestly, Beautiful. I don't know. My son is not so happy about it Amazing. because you yeah. know I want to go to. So to Bobby, I would hey, like Bobby, you to he? recognize. So what I would like you to recognize this concept that when you're in your house, when you're in your house, you find your power, and that's when you are. In your element, that's where you're safe to be you, and that's where others are not affecting you. 
However, when you're by other people's houses, their belief or their perception of you does affect you. Beautiful. And Thanks. enjoy the strength, enjoy being home, and the Rabbi Shosh will send you a Rafua Shalema, and with Siyatah Deshmaya to continue growing. Thank Thanks. you. Amen. Sure. Uh, you're welcome. We are now, uh, Mordechai, we're now going to go Mordechai, to Ms. Mordechai, B. Mordechai, Ms. B, you're on with Mordechai. Mordechai, Rabbi Mordechai, one second. Hello? Sure. Okay. Uh, so, we've just, <laughs> yeah. we, we have uh, a quite a big question uh, that a uh, few therapists and some kind of uh, uh, patients ask about it. That You know, you become, you, you raise the, the rough of a uh, therapist and uh, one guy called me and said, listen, I don't know, I don't get from my therapist what I think that uh, I would get from Mordechai. What can I do? Ah, well, let's put it this way. Whoever says that hasn't been by me because it's so easy to give the answer and the theory in five minutes or less. The work sometimes takes months and for the harder cases, even years of work. So it's very nice. I'll share with you a story. I recently got, and I'm not going to say what to keep the information private, but I got a client through the phone line. Mordechai, I just want to hear your thoughts and your opinion. I go, oh, we've got to raise the medication, and two, three other things have to go. Oh, but I don't want to do that. I'm not holding at that. And all of a sudden, Mordechai, that's the great therapist, became the not-so-good therapist. So, yeah, some therapists take their time or whatever it is, but it's easy to give the answer when I don't have to actually do the therapy process. The therapy process is not about me. It's about where the client's at. It's about how many blockages they have. It's about how many years or how many generations is this going on. And therefore, the pers- the pers- this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The personality that you hear over here on the radio is not the personality they are in therapy. In fact, in therapy, I am quiet more than half the time. I need the client to recognize the answers. If I give them the answers as if I do it now on the radio, I'm giving them a disservice. They will not know how to come up with their answers on their own after they are done with me. So for those of you that are thinking that therapy by me is like it's over here on the radio, it's absolutely not. It's completely different. Do you think that makes sense now, Harv Nissen? Yeah, very much. <laughs> That's, you know, what uh, the, always the, the lawn of the neighbor is greener. You know, it's like uh, amazing. Okay, so we have Miss B. Miss B, you're on with Mordechai and Harv Nissen. Hi, hello? Yes. Hi, thanks for taking my question. Um, my teacher gave out a sheet, and the title was, How Well Do I Know Myself? It was a yeah. list of qualities a person could have, like uh, accepting, artistic, musical, persuasive, etc. All kinds of qualities a person could have. She made us circle the ones we think we have. We went through it, and I hardly saw, like, not many of them apply to me, like three, four of them. And I discussed it with my siblings, and they said, well, it's not true. I have a low self-esteem, and I don't believe that much in myself. And I do have these qualities, and I really need therapy because I don't believe in myself. And I said, I don't believe it because if I'm not musical and I'm not artistic and I go to therapy and they tell me you are musical and you're artistic, well, I'm not. So what can a therapist tell me? You are musical, you are well, 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 if I'm not, I'm not. I don't, just don't believe that he can help me. 
Well, let's recognize the two things that you've just mentioned, which means you're asking, are you musical? Do you have certain talents? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you're measuring on levels that you have. means I personally know that I'm musical. I've never mm-hmm. had time to develop that. That means if I touch a piano, if I touch a violin, it will not sound anything at all. Does that mean that I'm not musical? No. No. What it means is that I might have a talent, but I've never developed it into an ability. If you can recognize, and here's where self-esteem comes in, that every person has minimum 50 talents, whether you maximize them, whether you learn how to use them to turn them into an ability is different. Let me ask you, let me share with you several strengths that you've just showed. You're able to call up to a line where thousands of people are going to hear. Do you recognize that? Yeah. Do you recognize that many people can't do that? Do you know the amount of text messages that we have and people say, I'm afraid to call up on air, so please take my question? So is that one strength that you have? Yeah. Okay, let's take now another strength. Did you notice how your question was so short to the point and so clear? Yeah. Okay, so a second strength is you know how to... Take a question and simplify it. A third point along, a third strength, which is along those lines, you're able to take a clear concept, a question, and actually express it clearly. So some people have an idea, but they don't even know how to express it. You have the thought, and you're able to express it. Number four, if something does not sit well with you, you will not just say yes, yes, yes. means you've got, you've got a certain healthy confidence within yourself that you're not going to let yourself um, just end like that. Just just follow. Mm-hmm. True? I know. I see that I have these strengths, but one of my... Hold on. Those are strengths. Is... So you, now, if you will be able to make a list of 40, 40 of these strengths, and you will say them three times a day out loud, you will start noticing that you are doing better and stronger and more confident. I wouldn't be able to do four, a list of 40. Oh, well, sure you could. I hate, I don't like saying this too much. In fact, one of my friends even told me, do you know that when you mention your book so many times on the radio, it's like you're trying to sell it, like you're not confident about your book? But in this case, I would like to really ask you, just look at chapter number one. You're going to see how many there are. Are you ambitious? Are you amusing? Are you appealing personality? Yeah, I are read it, a... so, and then it's like the Mal and the Hasidim from that um, well, quality. No, no, no. Those are the 19 natures. No, in chapter 1, oh. we've got chapter about, one. we've got, exactly, we've got 37 and 1. And, and, and unlocking strategy, start learning things? No, in unlocking your self-esteem. It's on page 34. My talents, 34. my abilities? Yes. Yeah, I see it. Sure. But I should now, read it. You, not read it. You should take a list, and you should have at least 40 of them. You're an effective multitask. You're able to recognize that you're emotional. You're empathic. Um, you, I could see you're a fast worker. I could see you're calm. I could also see you're confident. I could see that you're a consistent person. I can see that you're just from the way you're speaking. I could see that you're graceful. I can tell that you're helpful. I could hear that you're kind-hearted. I could hear that you're loyal. I could hear that you direct others effectively, or and you're able. You're methodical. You think things across. Um, you can perceive okay. others' needs. 
you have a, I wouldn't yeah, say you have now a positive outlook, but well. I believe you have it. I just believe you're not using it right now. Yeah, I have your it. Response, I have it here. Yeah, okay, your response will, uh, if you go through well, those, sure. Okay. You will see that. You can, so yeah. you say that I should, I should agree I should go to therapy or I should just, you know, just like read this book. Well, the you need someone to teach that to you. I'm saying the book is a self-help concept. It's, it's, if you're already that confident and you're a teenager that you've got no strength within you, you know what, let's go ahead and let's, let's just mention one of my missions, one of my dream missions. There are so many goals that I've got for the future, Merit Hashem, but one of my goals are that every yeshiva should be able to have, and every school should have one or two teachers that are able to do this and to start doing these exercises in the classes and how to start building it, because I really don't believe you need therapy. You're a healthy teenager that just needs to be given this information that's not out there. And that's why I came out with a book, and that's why I thank Rav Nissen for this amazing program that we have. People are getting the awareness. You don't, you know, if you go to therapy, most of my clients, I tell them, or almost all of them, you're not here for therapy. You're here for getting information that was just lacking and we need to, that you were missing, and we're just giving it to you now that you didn't have it for so many years. You just need someone that's quote-unquote that I have a license, but many times I'm not doing therapy. I don't believe, if you go to a therapist, I don't believe you're going to a therapist because you have issues. You're going because you are missing... Make me aware? Yeah, you're just missing the main usages of confidence, how to have a self-value, how to appreciate, how to look at the glass half full instead of half empty. And in reality, I know, but let's say my siblings were like telling me, look how many miles you have, how many good things you have. Well, many girls have it. Many people have so many things. They have much more than me. Let me ask you something. Not everyone has this. What? Let me ask you something. Are your siblings licensed therapists? What? Are your siblings licensed therapists? No. Have they ever taken a teenager and from someone that feels I'm not talented and then help them walk out that they're talented and feel they're successful after a couple of sessions? No, but they're trying to help do, me. Do your, do your siblings understand what can be the underlying reasons as to why you have this belief that you're not special? No. Do they know how to understand the classical concepts of why siblings would, why someone would evaluate and rate themselves based on the other ones as you're doing it? No. Do they have the knowledge and the experience how to educate you and how to point out that when you've got older siblings, they'll always be quicker and they'll always be better than you because they're always older and that it's possible to no. develop, that it's a normal belief system that you've developed? And I'm assuming to each of those the answer is no, correct? They're not experienced in that. Correct? Yeah, correct. I'm just like okay. thinking. Well, then in that case... You just need someone to guide you that I believe a, a machanoch with experience can do. But since you're not connected to them, I would tell you that a therapist can help you. We are trained, and we go to school for that. But I don't believe you need a therapist. I believe you need someone that is either in the chinuch world that has experience in this. And I usually tell people when there is a, um, you know, when there is, when someone needs a therapist. I don't believe you need a therapist. I believe you, I believe you need a machanach. Sound to make me aware. Make it clear to me, you say. No, 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 no. You see, that's the mistake. You think it's to make you clear and aware. Your, your siblings try to make you clear and aware. No. There are other underlying 
programs that you first need to change, and then you can accept the information. Imagine you want to build a 10-story building, and you're busy putting on the windows on the 10th story, but you haven't even made the foundations yet. You want to see the end result. They just want to see you, yes, I believe in myself. That's not how it works. That's not therapy. You first have to give the foundation, and then you can build a 100-story building on that. If you're missing the foundation, now one of the foundations that you're missing is that you are comparing... What? So I first to get to the root why I feel that way? Either why or certain different ways of thinking. For example, you're not allowed to compare yourself to others. You do that, it's a guaranteed self-esteem loser. Or as they call it, a self-esteem buster. It'll knock your self-esteem. There are certain rules and that it takes a couple of sessions how to master to stop comparing to others. Well, it's, it's very hard. I, 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 I don't even want to tell you the secrets of what we do. I'm just teaching you that if you don't master the steps, the, the grounded stuff, everything they say won't work. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're you. very welcome. I'd like to thank Good everyone night. for calling in. I would like to thank Harav Nissen and all of those of you that are still on the line um, that we are able to do this week from my home, which enabled me to learn with my children a little before the program, and now, Merit Hashem, to continue to being able to learn with, my, with, my, with one more child. So I thank you all for bearing with me and being able to do it over here remotely from my home rather than from in the studio. I have Nissen for going back and forth and the messages yeah. and everything that we've been going on behind the back which people are not aware of what's going on. Thank you, and thank you all for listening, and I appreciate it. Next week, we'll be in the studio.